and stand firm in your convictions. Now that of course requires that you have convictions. I may be stupid, I may be ignorant, I'm certainly not the smartest guy in the world, right? But just because I have certain character flaws does not therefore mean that my argument isn't valid. Another episode of the Aptcast, where iron sharpens iron, and we poke each other with the pointy ends. I'm your host, Wes, coming at you solo today. Uh, Casey and Alex are still dealing with home transition stuff right now, so we wish them the best. Uh, But unfortunately, uh, just like everything else, uh, COVID is slowing stuff down. So uh, we miss you guys. Can't wait to have you back. Um, enjoyed our conversation with Casey last week. I can't get you guys back soon enough. So with that, uh, the normal intro pieces, uh, catch us on your favorite podcast catcher. Hit that subscribe button to get the episodes automatically downloaded every time we upload. Uh, And again, we try to do it every week, but uh, as you would expect, things are a little bit slow going here. So uh, apologies for that, but we've do have some uh, really good conversations uh, in the uh, upcoming offering, so uh, catch those by subscribing. Also, uh, you can catch us on uh, the Facebooks at facebook.com slash aptpodcast. Go to our page, give it a like, you can see when we update and post there as well. And when you like the page, we'll give you a shout out, uh, such as uh, since last episode, we've got Josh Popham. Paige Heath McKinney, Eric Hall, Sandy Phillips, and Deshondra Kaysen all had liked the show. Thank you all uh, for liking the show. Hope you enjoy what you hear. Uh, and uh, once again, hope you subscribe, uh, follow us, uh, let us know what you think. Uh, we love feedback. So if you have topic suggestions, uh, guest suggestions, we love all kinds of feedback from our listeners. So uh, we, we encourage that. Feel free to reach out to us at any point and let us know and it's actually with that uh, idea in mind that uh, the the topic that i'm bringing you today is around uh, engaging in conversation Uh, it's no secret that uh, we are in an age of social media Uh, twitter facebook and you know the the list goes on with uh, the tiktoks and uh, instagrams and all of that, and I'm showing my age because I'm saying the TikToks. So, yeah, I get that. Uh, bottom line is, we are talking now uh, virtually more than we ever have uh, in uh, really in human history, and some of it's for the better. There were we have the ability to connect with people uh, who just a matter of a few decades ago we wouldn't have been able to. But at the same time, there's a tendency to have uh, a lack of a personal touch with these conversations. It's, it's easy to be anonymous on the internet. You can pick a username you're not associated with and uh, some of the most uh, toxic, vitriolic conversations also happen online. So it's, it's kind of that double-edged sword. It, it's a very useful tool. It's a very useful avenue 
for communication, but it is also a tool that can be abused. And it's in that spirit that I come to you today uh, to hopefully help with uh, your online engagement. And I know um, some of us uh, don't really like to talk a whole lot. I'm not one of them, clearly, because I'm talking to you now. Uh, I am also very active on Facebook, not so much Twitter, and I don't have any other social media accounts right now. But uh, I am very active on Facebook. I love discussing ideas, and I love especially getting outside of my own comfort zone. So that's, that's one of the things that really drives me. And really, that's one of the things that uh, sprouted this uh, podcast that we do. Alex and I, uh, we agree on a lot, but we also disagree on a lot. And this forum gives us the opportunity to have these kinds of discussions. Uh, and you heard it a few weeks ago with uh, Ken Tate when we had him on. Uh, the conversation that he and I have, we have a lot of agreement, but we also have a lot of disagreements. So being able to have those conversations, get that disagreement out, and, and really find out where we have that common ground and where we don't, now it really helps move the discussion forward and helps really build relationships. So with that, I hope this episode is helpful. Uh, I've got some uh, kind of tips, techniques, uh, if you will, for engaging online. And this is coming from me personally. I know not everybody has my temperament. Not everybody has uh, you know, my personality. So if, if some of this doesn't fit you, totally get it. Uh, but uh, that said, we'll, we'll start off with uh, the first and, and also uh, the, the tips that I have here. I don't like to put them in a list form because I don't think it's kind of a checklist of when you're engaging online, do this, then this, then this, then this. I like to think of it more of a web. Like this is all kind of interconnected and you'll, you'll see as we go through, uh, sometimes you'll uh, have to double back and kind of circle back to uh, previous uh, tips or techniques that we've uh, covered in the past. But the first thing, well, we'll just get right into it. The first thing is to know your audience. Uh, in social media sphere, it's really easy to be in our own comfort zone, our own echo chamber. Uh, it is kind of a pejorative way to describe it. Uh, but communities where we all kind of have the same uh, agreement. Uh, we, we all have the same ideas that, that, and we all agree generally in some areas. Uh, this can be theologically, this can be politically, this can be socially, any number of things. But know your audience. Are you talking to uh, people within this same group? Or are you talking to a different group? Now, for example, on Facebook, I'm a member of a lot of groups and uh, follow a lot of pages that don't share my beliefs. And I do that for, for numerous reasons. Uh, but it is helpful to know what your audience is when you're going into the discussion. Because uh, that's going to help frame how you engage, how you uh, carry yourself in the discussion. In uh, that said, especially when the audience uh, disagrees with you, but also when they agree with you, take them seriously. Because even where you have agreement with your audience and, and the people with whom you're, you're interacting, um, they're real people. 
right? It's not, um, at least in, in most cases, I would assume it's not a bot that you're having a conversation with. It's a real person. Uh, so treat them as such, right? Take them seriously if they uh, raise a question or, or something like that. That said, uh, there's a certain point where uh, you can identify that uh, they're not really in uh, the mood for general discussion, or genuine discussion, rather. Uh, and in those cases, you know, they, they've given you a reason not to take them seriously, so you can kind of move on. You know, don't be disrespectful uh, in, in that regard, but you know what? Uh, social media is, is a wide open space, so you don't have to engage with the same person over and over again, especially if uh, they're just there to troll you. Um, another big uh, aspect of knowing your audience is distinguishing between people and ideas. It's really easy in today's culture to identify personally with ideas. And what that results in is a tendency for people to, uh, when they experience a disagreement of ideas, take that as a personal slight, or in some cases, even a personal attack. Um, just in, in my own experience, for example, disagreements about uh, the LGBTQ+, plus, I guess is the best way to say it, um, I had genuine disagreements with several aspects of that those communities. And uh, in, in my experience, uh, people who are allies or would consider themselves members of one of those communities take that as part of their identity. So for them, it's not simply a disagreement of ideas. It's actually a disagreement uh, of who they are as a person. You'll see the uh, idea of denying somebody's identity or even their humanity or their right to exist. You hear these things, you'll see these things. So it's, it's helpful, I think, to distinguish between the person and the ideas that they have. That helps gener generate the discussion. It also helps uh, understand that if somebody refuses to draw that line of separation, maybe this is a conversation that uh, is best not had in the social media sphere. Um, and finally, in this know your audience piece would be uh, remember the onlookers. And this is a, a lesson that took me a while to get, but once it's sunk in, it's really helped shape how I engage uh, online. And that comes from knowing that a lot of people will read what you post, will listen to what you have to say, but won't actually participate. So social media gives us the great opportunity to eavesdrop without actually participating in the discussion. And uh, very often, uh, I'll, I'll have had people come up and uh, say their opinion to me in person about something I've posted online. And I'm thinking, well, you didn't say anything, then why not? Uh, it's not my, not my thing, not really where I want to get involved with. And, and sometimes they're critical, sometimes they're uh, supportive of what I've had to say. So it, it helps to understand that uh, even in situations where you have uh, strong disagreement in the conversation, um, recognize that there are people watching. It's not just Facebook overlords, right? It's not just 
the community standards uh, Gestapo coming to get you. But there are real people who are looking, who are learning, who are listening, uh, not only to you, but uh, with the people with whom you're, you're having the conversation. And so keep them in mind as well. Uh, and it helps uh, frame the conversation in such a way as, you know, many of us are friends with uh, our uh, family on Facebook. Well, did you want your mom or your dad or your grandmother seeing you speak a certain way? Well, how about don't say it that way, right? So keep that in mind. And that goes back to taking your audience seriously, taking uh, the person uh, seriously, respecting them uh, for who they are. And that said, with your audience, you know, with social media, there's groups and there's friends and there's ways we can uh, isolate ourselves, there's ways we can insulate ourselves and, and kind of create our own safe space. And there's nothing wrong with that. Have, have a safe space. Have a community of support. Uh, that's one of the reasons why it's, it's recommended to, uh, for example, have uh, a spouse who shares uh, a lot of your values. Right, so at home you have that uh, support system. It's very often you see churches have a similar uh, viewpoint in a lot of their beliefs, a lot of their doctrine. It gives you that safe space to have uh, a supportive community, and, and it, it expands to to other groups for sure. Uh, but in the world of social media, um, might I suggest to you? Step out of the comfort zone, right? Have your safe space, but be willing to get out of it. That's how you're going to be able to put ideas to the test. That's how you're going to be able to grow intellectually. It's really easy to get stuck in our own little groups and be comfortable there. Uh, but, and, and again, this is just me. Uh, so if, if it's not you, I certainly understand. But be willing to step out from time to time. Be willing to engage in people who think differently about different ideas uh, than you do. And when you do that, be willing, be able, and be ready to take criticism. Some of it's going to be fair. Some of it's not going to be fair. You're going to get called names. You're going to get uh, all kinds of things thrown at you. Uh, but at the same time, you might also get some genuine uh, questions that get you thinking, get those gears turning. Or as we like to say here on the AppCast, uh, iron sharpening iron, that you might get poked with a pointy end or two. Right? And that's not a bad thing. So being tested in your ideas is uh, often a great way to develop more maturity in, in your ideas. So uh, know your audience. Take them seriously. Remember the difference between people and the ideas that they have. Uh, have your safe space, but step out of it. And then when it comes to the content of what you're saying, um, know your purpose. Right? There, there are a lot of trolls on the internet. And I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't one of them. Uh, it's one of the things I used to do a lot is just poke, push buttons, play devil's advocate, do anything I could just to stir stuff up. And, and I still get that accusation from time to time. And, and I understand why. Um, but uh, the primary reason that I'm on social media now is really for genuine conversation. It's self-reflection, it's dialogue, it's really the exchange of ideas. And I go into it intentionally 
with wanting to have these conversations, knowing that it might not be easy. But uh, that said, I, I do tend to start uh, the conversation with a little bit of a shock. Um, those of you who know me know I like to make memes, and uh, memes are a really good way to uh, consolidate uh, ideas. Uh, they're a really good way to catch the eye, get attention, and to generate uh, a sort of response. Uh, but uh, I will say also that uh, I almost never, I'm tempted to say never, but I almost never post anything without a willingness to actually have a discussion about it. I would say never, except I know somebody's going to find somewhere where I posted something and, and didn't say anything else and go, see, hi, but okay, almost never. So if I post something, if you see me post something, know that I'm willing to back it up. And I would recommend that to be uh, your motivation as well. If you're willing to post something, if you're willing to step out and make a statement, be willing to, to back it up. Um, but one of the reasons why I do tend to start off with a shock uh, of, of, a, uh, of a post is it helps kind of filter out the riffraff. One of the things that you'll get, again, with the, the honest criticism and honest critiques, is you'll get a lot of name calling. You'll get a lot of people who want to come on uh, to the thread or what have you and uh, simply dismiss you. And that, in my view, that helps expose these people for who they are and not wanting to engage in the conversation. But also, it also, it, it tends to bring out people who are genuinely interested. Even if it starts off with somebody asking, why in the world would you post this? Or what in the world does this mean? Right? Those are indications. Somebody who comes on first asking a question is a great indication of somebody who genuinely wants to have a conversation. And, and those, those are the people uh, why I do what I do, basically. That, that those are the ones I'm, I'm wanting to engage with. And it's those conversations that are had publicly that... If you remember the onlookers, now people are seeing you engage with somebody who has this disagreement. They're watching to see how you respond and how you interact and how you treat the other person and how you respond to uh, even the, the other uh, criticisms and critiques that you have. And, and with that, uh, you know, asking questions is a great way to uh, show that you are genuinely involved in the conversation. So... One of the things I do oftentimes is I ask questions off the bat. Somebody has a disagreement, I want to know where that disagreement is. Right? It gives the other person an opportunity to, to speak. Now, granted, they're already there. They've already said their piece uh, to some degree, but it gives them an opportunity to, to elaborate. It, it lets them know, hey, I'm willing to listen to you. What do you have to say? Let's talk. Let's have this conversation. And... Not just online, but in interpersonal interactions. Asking questions helps build relationships. You know, you find out why people think a certain way. You may uncover um, personal experience, life experiences that they've had that have helped shape how they look at the world, help shape their worldview. Right. So you get to learn more about the person, and that is going to help build a relationship. And some of those relationships will extend far beyond that particular conversation. I know several people online that I met through Facebook, through 
conversation and dialogue and yes, even some debate uh, that I'm still friendly with today, that we can still have a conversation, whether we agree or not, uh, precisely because we took the time to engage with each other as a person. And it goes right back to respecting people as people. right? Um, and as you're asking these questions, when it's possible, where it's possible, find common ground. That's one of the things that has been immensely helpful to me uh, in especially more aggressive encounters, uh, whether in person or on social media, is uh, finding places where we do agree and say, okay, I understand we disagree on these things down here, but here's where we agree, right? You can see examples of this, uh, like with the conversation with Tate uh, a couple episodes ago, uh, really a uh, really great guy, loved his willingness to, to step out and have that conversation uh, and uh, welcome uh, the opportunity for others to, to come on and have the conversation uh, in public. And, and that helps uh, show that just because we differ in certain areas doesn't mean we have to be um, aggressive toward each other, doesn't mean there's necessarily animosity. And, and as you're having this conversation, Right. Once you've gotten into the flow and you're asking questions and you've got this dialogue, uh, one thing that's helpful to, to do, especially on social media, is avoid fallacies and know how to identify them. Right. And two of the more common ones that I see a lot is an appeal to emotion, which doesn't actually provide any factual uh, information to the discussion. It, it it's designed really to stir up emotions and go, oh, well, that makes me feel a certain way, so now I'm going to think this is wrong or think this is right. And it, it can be very effective. Right? It can be very persuasive when emotional language is used because, as people, we are emotional creatures. Right? That's you know, part of what makes us human is uh, the tendency to have emotions. And so emotional language can be used very effectively to sway our minds. So it's important as you're engaging in conversations to avoid the emotional language. Focus on the facts. I don't want to say facts don't care about your feelings, but we should care about feelings. But we shouldn't use feelings to manipulate somebody in a conversation. The other fallacy that's very common is ad hominem. What that really means is against the man, right? It is not a, um, a critique of the idea or the proposition being discussed, but it's actually a critique of the person. So it's tantamount to saying, you're stupid, so everything that you say is therefore wrong. Well, I may be stupid. I may be ignorant. I'm certainly not the smartest guy in the world, Right? But just because I have certain character flaws does not therefore mean that my argument is invalid. And, and that's going to be something that you see a lot. And generally, it's just name calling is what you get on, on, on the internets. Uh, and uh, so if, if you can avoid appeals to emotion, you know, trying to manipulate people with emotional language, you can avoid uh, attacking the, the person, then it helps refocus uh, on the, the idea at hand, on the facts at hand, on uh, the discussion. And it goes right back into separating 
the person from the ideas, right? You can have respect for a person, but criticize the ideas. You can still love the person, but hate bad ideas. Right? That is possible. Even if they don't believe it, even if they don't uh, agree to looking at it the same way you do, you can't control what other people think. You can't control what other people feel. All you can control is how you approach the situation. So as you're going about the conversation, avoid the logical fallacies. Know how to identify them so that you don't fall into the same trap and wind up in just a name-calling contest uh, with somebody online. And ultimately, you're going to find people who, for whatever reason, you just can't find agreement. And that's okay. The, the conversation isn't a debate to find a winner. So be willing to end the conversation, to end the interaction, without finding the agreement that you wanted to, or you know, a quote-unquote winner. Right? I don't know about you, but there's no bank of internet debate points that uh, I have sitting around stashed somewhere that's going to help me do anything. Right, so just because you scored some points in an internet debate doesn't really mean anything. And more often than not, the, the cheap debate tactics that can that can help get you know a couple extra likes from folks in your uh, your own community, your own echo chamber, can actually do more to drive a wedge between you and a person you disagree with and break down that relationship rather than build it up. So if you're able to find even just a little bit of common ground, but you're not able to go any further, recognize that common ground, build that relationship, and who knows, that may give you a foot in the door for a conversation down the line. Uh, and they may approach you. Um, you know, any number of things can happen. But uh, be, be willing, ultimately, to end the conversation without uh, the, the agreement that you want. And, and as you go through it and this is this is tough for some of us uh, but stand firm in your convictions now that of course requires that you have convictions so if you're one of those folks who you know truth is relative it doesn't matter you can believe what you want you're not going to find a whole lot of uh, opportunity to genuinely interact if, if you believe that there is absolute truth that there are things that are absolutely uh, good true, uh, that, that morality is, is real, um, don't be afraid to stand firm on your convictions. Uh, if you believe it to be true, defend it. Now do so without emotional language, do so without attacking the character of the other person. Respect them, but focus on the idea. Right? Focus on what the uh, position is that you're advocating for. And have the courage to speak out. And, and this, is, this is what separates, I think, me from a, a lot of other people. Um, and, and I'll go ahead and say Alex as well. Um, Alex, is, uh, my co-host, um, we miss you, Alex. Um, we, we both are, are very bold in getting out and, and saying what we believe to be true. And in uh, and, and both of our experiences... Uh, there are a lot of people who aren't as willing to, to get out and do that. Right? that there, there might be people who like it, but more often than not, they're the people who are the onlookers. Right? They'll see people like, like me uh, post something, and they'll read it, and they'll 
watch the engagement. They'll watch the news. They'll listen to podcasts and things like that, but they're not going to step out into that space. I'd like to encourage you to step out, right? Have your safe space, but be willing to get out of that safe space. Have the courage to, to speak out. Case in point, one of the big uh, ideas going on right now is Black Lives Matter. And one of the posts that I had that uh, generated quite a bit of conversation was uh, in reference to the idea of Black Lives Matter and the fact that uh, uh, unborn uh, babies are killed wholesale across the board. And, and the way I phrased it was, not all black lives matter as long as unborn black lives, uh, don't, or until unborn black lives matter. And the thinking there is if you are in support of, quote-unquote, black lives, and all black lives, that includes unborn babies. And so that got into a lot of different you know, racial discussions, um, discussions about abortion, things like that. And there's plenty of room for disagreement. And that's one of the reasons why I said it the way I did was specifically to spark the reaction. Um, and I'm also, and I, I recognize this, it can come across as offensive, but I also know I, I'm okay to be wrong. Right? I can speak out, get that spark, get that shock, if you will, generate the discussion, and if I'm wrong, I'll take it. And as a matter of fact, um, there was a friend of mine who jumped into the conversation, and uh, the way I had phrased it originally was no Black Lives Matter until unborn Black Lives Matter. And after thinking about it, and after him taking the time to have the discussion with me, um, I, I, I rephrased it. I realized that I was not accurately conveying the message that I wanted to, and that changed it to where not all Black Lives Matter until unborn Black Lives Matter. And, and so I appreciated that uh, correction. And, and with that, if you're going to stand firm in your convictions, if you're going to have the courage to speak out, you've got to be willing to be wrong. Right? You've got to be willing to take correction. Don't be so gung-ho about being right that you lose the opportunity to grow. And uh, now some may look at the change and go, well, uh, he, he's being more uh, politically correct. Some may look at it and go, well, he was dumb to say it the way he did to begin with. And both of those may be true. Uh, I, I'm not perfect, and I don't claim to be. Um, but uh, be willing to take correction. Be willing to be wrong. Take responsibility if you mess up, too. If you're having a conversation and you share a statistic or you share an idea that you later find out to be just abjectly false, own it, right? That shows that you're willing to be corrected. That shows a genuineness in your approach to the discussion, that you're not just in it to, to win a, a debate, to win an argument, to score some, some phantom internet points that you're really invested in the discussion. And other people who are willing to have that kind of discussion will see that, will know that, and they'll uh, engage with you. Um, and, and sometimes they'll even do it publicly, uh, which I find to be fantastic. Uh, but not always will the conversation 
be continued in public. And you may have some people that uh, act one way in public and act another way in private, uh, which is exemplified in uh, several uh, interactions that I had on that particular thread, uh, to be quite honest, because I have invited several uh, folks uh, to, to do the, the very last uh, technique here is continue the conversation offline. Right? If, if you've got a situation where somebody gets um, defensive or, you know, social media, there's just limited ways that you can have the conversation effectively uh, when it's just text on the screen. Right? Be willing to take that uh, out of the public sphere. Right? Talk to them. If they're local, meet up with them in person, have a cup of coffee with them, uh, take them out to lunch. Right, something like that. If they're uh, not local, you know, there's FaceTime, there's uh, phone calls you can make. I mean, there's all kinds of different ways we can communicate. It doesn't have to be public, and it doesn't have to be, um, you know, a gotcha conversation. If you're genuinely interested in the conversation and the exchange of ideas, be willing to have the conversation out of the public eye. And that's one of the things that uh, it for those of you who know me and, and know my Facebook feed, feel free to go peruse that thread. Uh, and, and I've made several um, offers to continue the conversation. It doesn't have to be public, although I, I would like that to be, because as a person who's genuinely interested in truth and growth and development, if I'm wrong, I want to be shown where I'm wrong. And I'm okay to have that done publicly. But I understand not everybody is like me in that regard. So uh, they are more than welcome uh, to correct me in private, and I will take that correction uh, wherever and whenever I can get it because I do care about truth. I do care about uh, people, and I want somebody to be comfortable in the conversation that we're having in as much as, as you can. And I know when it comes to things like race, or, I'm sorry, ethnicity, because uh, we're all part of the uh, same human race, when it comes to things like ethnicity, when it comes to things like abortion, those are high emotion topics. So uh, it, it can be difficult to create a level of comfort. All the more reason to treat the other person with respect, to be genuine with them when you're interacting uh, in those conversations, uh, to, to, and to ask questions, to get them talking, to, to, to figure out what it is that that really is at the heart of the objection. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But um, again, just to, to kind of recap as we go through, first thing uh, is know your audience, right? Know who it is that you're talking to. Take them seriously. Respect them as people. Uh, be able to distinguish between uh, the people and, and ideas. And, and remember your onlookers, your eavesdroppers, those people who aren't participating in the discussion, uh, but those who uh, are following along. Uh, number two, have your safe space, but get out of it. Right? Be willing to step out of your comfort zone. Be willing to take the criticism uh, and uh, step out uh, on a limb, if you will. Uh, the third would be... Um, Know your purpose. And in my case, that's having a genuine conversation. That's uh, really wanting to engage in ideas, get at truth, get at um, the, the heart of the matter, and, and build relationships. And so that's really what I, I strive to do 
uh, in the social media space. Uh, fourth would be stand firm in your convictions, right? You kind of have to uh, in order to have a conversation uh, of the type that I do. You've got to have convictions. So don't be afraid to stand uh, firm for those, but also be willing to take correction, right? Be willing to be wrong. And then finally, uh, be willing to continue the conversation offline because not everybody is going to feel comfortable having the conversation out in the open. Not everybody's going to feel comfortable being corrected in public. Uh, so just because I am doesn't mean everybody else is. So I want to be able to respect uh, their desires in that. And as we conclude, um, just like with Tate, uh, uh, this is an open invitation, uh, either on my personal page or here on the, the cast. If there's anything we say that you disagree with, that you want to have a conversation about, feel free to reach out. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. Even you know, Once Alex jumps back on the show, we'll be happy to uh, talk to you. Or if we have a regularly scheduled episode, I'll be happy to, to talk to you one-on-one, and we can have that as just kind of a, a special one-off. Um, but uh, when, when it comes to the ideas, truth is important, um, goodness is important, uh, and people are important, and the ideas that people have are important, and that's what we do here. We want to uh, sharpen each other. So if, if you want to have the disagreement publicly, let's talk. All right, reach out to me. I'm more than happy to talk about pretty much anything and everything. Uh, so if I'm wrong about something, let me know. Uh, well, I want to take that correction, and uh, I'm out in the public sphere, so I don't mind being corrected publicly. Um, and uh, if not, if you want to be private, shoot me a private message. We can we can talk privately too. If you're in the the Birmingham area and you want to meet up for a cup of coffee or, or grab a bite to eat uh, and just have a conversation in person, uh, you know, six feet apart, uh, see it with outdoor seating. Uh, let me know. Um, love to set that up. Uh, love, love to meet new people and talk about new ideas and, and even old ideas in new ways. So uh, that's what we've got. Hope it's helpful. Hope uh, these techniques, uh, these tips help you in your uh, interactions, both online and off. Uh, thanks again for listening. We will see you next time.